The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stellwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Furfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of Shwethy Balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Hello everybody, it's Victoria Stillwell here. How are you? I hope that your week has been good and welcome to another podcast. I don't have a guest today, but I will be back with Holly next week. I can't wait to to talk with her and hang out with her again. It's been too long. But today I thought that we'd have a conversation about and explore this issue that I have. And please bear with me for the moment. I want to talk about people's fascination for making their dogs do things like sit. It seems that in group classes and when you first get puppies, that there is an emphasis on teaching a dog to put its bottom on the ground. Why? Well, the one of the reasons why we teach it at the Victoria Stillwell Academy and one of the reasons why I've always taught dogs how to sit is that it is a good way of teaching some impulse control of keeping a dog in one place if needed in instilling life skills slash manners so that a dog might sit before the door is opened and sit before a leash is put on. It's also done for safety as well. So the dog learns to sit by the road before crossing the road. And so, so there are many important applications for this behavior. But why can't we just do all of those things with the dog standing still rather than sitting? So what is this fascination with teaching dogs to put their bottoms on the ground? People get very excited teaching their dogs to sit. And it's the number one thing that obedience classes teach. However, I think it's done too much. It's definitely a useful skill for dogs to have. It can build up a language of communication between dog and owner. So that simple word that is associated with a simple action can uh, be that kind of conduit between person and dog so that both understand what they want from the other. But I really think it's done too much and I think it's taught without really thinking what sit is like from the dog's point of view. Hear me out on this one. Why? Why does a dog need to put its bottom on the ground? As I said, learning to sit before having the leash put on, learning to sit before 
crossing a road. This is an important skill to keep the dog in one place so that the dog is safe. But why, as I said, can't that be done with just a simple stand? Isn't that easier? Should puppies with their growing bones and muscles be sitting all the time? Or being made to sit? Sitting naturally is something quite different. Should elderly dogs with uncomfortable hips and arthritis, should they be expected to sit each time they get to a road? What about when the leash is put on or the door is opened or a guest comes and the dog's really excited yet he's been taught to sit in front of the guest rather than jump up? Well, that's one application for it. Giving the dog something else to do that is more acceptable in our society rather than a negative behavior such as jumping up. Well, in that way, teaching a sit, which is a much more positive behavior for us, is going to ensure that the dog is more successful in our household. But why can't we just teach dogs to go up to guests and stand instead? Why can't we have dogs when they go to the roadside? Why can't they just stand there? I mean, my Sadie, my chocolate Labrador, who passed away two years ago now, she was able to walk to a road and I would just say, wait, and she'd wait there. If she decided to sit on her own, that was her decision. If she decided that she wanted to remain standing, that's her decision. And I was fine with that. She was no less safe because she made that decision to stand rather than sit. Now, from a, a younger dog's point of view, or maybe an adolescent or a puppy, it's much easier to walk quickly from a stand than it is from a sit. So I understand that. But from the dog's point of view, what is that like? So let's say the dog is coming to the roadside and is made to sit before crossing the road. Well, would you like to do that? What happens if the ground is too hot or too cold or the surface is uncomfortable? Why should a dog put its bottom on the ground when standing is just as good and just as effective? So I'm moving away from teaching things like sit into more real world practices where I can use impulse control or teach impulse control or teach a weight or teach a stay by having the dog standing rather than sitting. And I've seen literally no difference in safety. You teach a dog to wait and it's standing and waiting. They compl comply, cooperate just as much as dogs do that have to sit. And so this brings up a larger conversation about why do we teach the things we teach dogs? 
And from the dog's point of view, what does it mean to them? A lot of the things that we teach dogs focuses on control. Focuses, yes, on safety. We call it life skills, and they are. And it does build up a language of communication. So when you say something, the dog will do it. But to what benefit of the dog? What benefit to the dog, I should say? I feel like even though these life skills are still important, that the emphasis when we first get dogs into our home, for example, should be on relationship building before we even go down the road of teaching them different actions and behaviors. So, for example, when a dog comes into your home, it's all about creating that bond. The focus should be on play before anything else. And if the dog doesn't know how to play or doesn't want to play, the focus should be on doing things like going for walks, going for drives in the car, doing things that will facilitate bonding. And then once that's happened, then the dog can be taught different life skills so that they know how to behave in certain situations and environments. I see training evolving. We've come so far from the Cola and and uh, Conrad Most days, the military men in the 1920s and 30s that trained their German shepherds with harsh techniques so that their dogs would be effective workers. This style of training then is used by companion dog trainers to train their dogs, is made popular by television with buzzwords like calm submission and dominance and pack leader and alpha and top dog. And so mis misunderstandings and misconceptions and misinformation starts to pervade public consciousness. And the dog training world that was veering towards the more humane and understanding what the dog needs took a very dark turn back almost to the 20s and 30s where the old style training focused on more of a, a punitive style. A philosophy that focused more on human dominance and animal submission than anything else. So then 10 years ago, well, more than that actually, 15 years ago, when media made certain television programs, including my own, popular, you saw two very different styles emerging. But we've come so far, even from that time, to now seeing training as something completely different. And that we have to keep evolving. And now, as I said, I believe we are at another change. Whereby we're seeing these animals 
as more than just dogs. They are members of our family. And while we celebrate that, we also must celebrate their dogdom. But the way we teach them has to change. The way we think of them has to change. And it has to change in the companion dog world and it has to change in the working dog, dog world as well. Because what I've seen in the last 20 years, certainly in the last 15 years, and in the last 10 years, working with all kinds of companion dogs and working dogs and going into the world, especially of police dogs, I see that the training methods are so punitive and old school, especially in the police dog world, especially here in the United States, that I see dogs suffering. But because they're coming into our homes, because they are helping us in our work, we need to be better. Police dog, um, ha- uh, sorry, police dog handlers need to be better. Sport dog handlers need to be better. IPO, hunting dogs, companion dog trainers. These dogs need to be treated better. And while we're all going through this pandemic and we turn to our dogs for the comfort that they provide and certainly provide us in this time and so many people went to shelters to adopt and foster and unfortunately so many people went to pet stores to buy puppies because they needed them for comfort. The world suddenly turned and within a couple of days went from normality to crazy isolation, quarantine, words like social distancing became words that we we use now all the time. We hadn't really used that term before. And now we're all in our homes. And we found ourselves there with our dogs, relying on them for the comfort that they provided. It is now time to give back to the dog. Not just by the way we live with them, and feed them, and give them water, and put a roof over their heads, but in the way that we train them, we teach them. And I don't care, as I said, whether you have a companion dog or a working dog, it doesn't matter. A positive philosophy applies to both, a humane kind philosophy applies to both quick break here to get a word from this episode's sponsor the victoria stillwell academy with everything going on in the world these days online and distance learning is becoming more and more common over the past few years there's been a steady increase in the number of online courses that are available to help people learn everything from how to play the guitar to how to do high level coding for websites 
brand name universities have been offering online courses for a few years, and people have gotten more and more used to the concept of learning via their phones or computers. But now the coronavirus situation has supercharged the idea of online learning and telecommuting. With most colleges and universities moving all of their classes online, employers encouraging people to work from home, and even many schools shifting their lessons for children to online platforms. The good news is that educators like the Victoria Stowell Academy that have been offering online courses for a while have been working hard to develop super engaging and powerful online learning protocols that help learners get the most out of their distance learning. While there are still some schools that simply put their older content online as slides, a PDF, or a repurposed static audio lecture and leave it to their students to try their best, now there are better options. The Victoria Stowell Academy is a leader, not just in providing the best dog training educational content, but also in the unique and powerful ways that that content is delivered to the learner. Whether you're a dog owner looking for free courses to help build your dog's confidence, a self-described dog geek itching to get the latest information about dog behavior, or someone aspiring to change your career path to work with dogs for a living, the Victoria Stillwell Academy has a powerful suite of learner-centered, performance-based online courses available for you to start today. All Victoria Stillwell Academy courses are designed by Victoria and VSA's team of psychologists, instructional designers, and specialty experts to ensure a truly dynamic, engaging, and effective learning process. No more plodding through tired old text-based lessons or trying to figure out the point of games that don't address the true root cause of dog behavior. And the best news? You can enroll in one of the Victoria Stowell Academy's free starter courses right now for no charge. Just go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com and click on the Enroll button to get started. If you're ready to take your dog training knowledge to the next level, you can enroll in the fully refundable Fundamentals of Dog Training and Behavior course today and get $100 off by using promo code PODCAST at checkout. Go to vsdogtrainingacademy.com and choose the Fundamentals course from the top menu. And finally, if you're looking for a school that will give you the skills, knowledge, and confidence you need to become a professional dog trainer, the Academy's Dog Trainer course is the premier option in dog trainer education. You can talk to an enrollment coordinator today or apply for enrollment right away in our online-only course with the option to upgrade to the in-person track when the time is right in the future. Visit vsdogtrainingacademy.com now to enroll in one of the Victoria Stowell Academy's dynamic online courses and get started learning right away while staying at home and learning at your own pace. Learn online now with the Victoria Stillwell Academy, the future of dog training. We talk about mental health in people. It's Mental Health Awareness Week right now. And what's what are they focusing on this week? Kindness. And we need to apply that kindness not just to our fellow human beings but also to the animals in our lives in particular in particularly our dogs they give us so much and we do our best to give them as much as we can in return but there are still too many people out there that are not giving these dogs the time the attention and the kindness that they deserve I've been called many things throughout my certainly 15 years on television. I've had and enjoyed a massive amount of support and I've also had my fair share of criticism. And of course some criticism, you take that on board. Absolutely, I can see it. 
their right and others, especially ones that just like to pull you down or tell lies about you or call you names, you go, that's really sad, and you move on. But throughout that time, I've always stayed true to being kind to your dog. And kindness is powerful, which is the phrase that I use, that I, I wear on my t-shirts. Kindness is powerful. Should be, should be what we, what we all think, what we all do, especially with our animals. And we have to do that while we're teaching them too. But we're called snowflakes. Us positive trainers. We're told by people who use a more punitive philosophy that we are cookie pushers. And that all we do is train the small fluffies and the puppies and the, and the easy dogs. But the red zone dogs... Well, they can only be trained with a shock collar or they can only be trained with punitive training. And this could not be further from the truth. So I stayed true for 20 years to my philosophy of kindness. Yeah, I've definitely evolved in some of the techniques that I've used. I, I used to be more punitive than I am now. I used to believe in pack leadership. Now I know the truth. So I have evolved as a trainer. And if I can evolve, anybody can evolve. But now we've come to another crossroads. Where, whether you're using punitive training or positive training, the focus is still on teaching or telling dogs what to do. At the Victoria Stillwell Academy... We teach our students, yes, to teach. This is how you teach dogs, basic behaviors. But that's a small part of what we do at the academy. And before anybody does anything, we focus on cognition, how the dog thinks and perceives the world around them, how their mind works, how they problem solve. We talk about their senses, how they, how they hear things and see things and smell things and touch things and taste things. We try and understand the world from the dog's point of view. And then we use that understanding in the way that we relate to them, communicate with them, and teach them. Now, in the next few months, I'm going to be, I guess, I've already showcased it a little bit, but I'll be introducing Brave to you. And Brave, B-R-A-V-E. Brave is going to help every dog. There are central coping strategies for every dog. But it's protocols that are easy to use. And they're based on just simple understanding. And it doesn't matter what the problem, it doesn't matter what kind of dog you have at the end of your leash, you'll be able to utilize Brave to help your dog be successful in your domestic world.
And one thing that Brave does not focus on is teaching dogs different behaviors like sitting and staying. We, we, we touch on them a little bit, but they're not the focus. We say these are some things you can do, but they come right at the end because they're not the focus. We have to teach dogs how to be bold, to have courage, to be resilient, to be adaptable, to be valued, and to be empowered. And that's brave. So I do feel, and maybe it's because this pandemic is hit and things have changed so much, but I do feel like now because our dogs have been there for us, for people all over the world, dog lovers all over the world have relied on their dogs. More dogs have been brought into homes because of this pandemic to bring comfort to people. It is time that we now start appreciating them for what they are. Incredible beings that have adapted to a human way of life that are adapting every day that are learning how to live with us even though we're very confusing beings that tolerate so much different environments, situations, handling, abuse and yet still continue and still carry on. It's now time for us to change, to recognize that, to change in the way we associate with them. So no more putting the emphasis on teaching dogs to sit all the time. If you have a dog that sits by itself, fine, good. If you want to teach your dog to sit, teach your dog to sit. But just don't make it an important part of your dog's life. Don't put the focus on that. Put the focus on building a bond. Put the focus on problem solving. Put the focus on teaching resilience. Put the focus on empowerment. And if you bring some of those components, great. But the whole focus on obedience training, and I'm taking my dog to obedience school, and I'm going to get it to be obedient, and I'm going to send it away to boot camp so that it can be obedient to me. Well, that's, excuse the pun, barking up the wrong tree. Because while we want our dogs to listen to us, while we want our dogs to behave and be acceptable in our society, the most important thing we need our dogs to be, for themselves and for us, is emotionally balanced. And obedience... And a focus on obedience is not going to cut it. As I said, it can be a component. But the most important thing centers on teaching dogs how to cope in our domestic world.
There's many exciting things on the horizon. More podcasts, more TV shows, more great courses at Positively and VSA, more fabulous webinars and question and answer sessions and Facebook Lives, more wonderful unsung heroes and fun things to film when the virus leaves us. And throughout, our dogs are there. My dogs are here with me. Your dogs are there for you. And when we all come out of this, don't forget what they did for you. And don't forget to thank them. And let's move forward into a new world of teaching and understanding and empowerment. Thanks everybody for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I will see you next week with the wonderful Holly. She's going to be back and she's going to be talking about her two dogs that have um, survived. One of her dogs has survived for five and a half years, a, a pretty serious form of cancer. Another of her dogs has just been diagnosed with it. So she's going to be sharing her experiences with living with two dogs with severe health issues, but giving them the best quality of life she, she, she could and she can whilst they fight a terrible disease. So hopefully you'll be able to join us next week, but thanks so much for listening. And I hope that you stay very healthy and happy and be safe. Social distance, wear your masks. If you don't want to wear a mask yourself because you don't think you're going to catch it or you're not worried about catching it, please wear a mask for others so that you don't spread anything to other people. Take care, everybody, and I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Positively.